Hello, everybody, and welcome to this midweek check-in of the Game Changer podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am the host, and I'm really hoping that you stick through this entire episode more than any other episode I've ever recorded on a Thursday. And the reason I say that is my typical Thursdays are some kind of rant, some observation of whatever it is that's going on around me, what pitfalls I have run into over the week. And this one is a little bit unique in that it's not my observation of things going on necessarily really in my world. What this is an observation of is you. Now, I don't mean that I have a webcam and I'm going to tell you everything I saw you doing over the weekend, although that would be interesting, but this would be more of a YouTube channel than a podcast if that were the case. But here's how I mean that. I spent the weekend, it's uh, July 7th, if you're listening to this live and in real time, 7-7, which is a happy day. I don't know why it wouldn't be, but it's a happier day than normal for me because it is 7-7. That said, I spent the 4th of July weekend working on this book that I have been quote unquote working on now for a couple of years. And the general theme of this is on decision-making. So I'm not going to go in detail about that right now, but what I am going to say about decision-making and why this Thursday is so significant for me is in my thinking about how people think of themselves and why. So when I say this episode is about you, I hope that whatever you're doing, if you're driving, you're hiking, you're washing dishes, whatever it is that you do, maybe you're at the gym, whatever you do during a podcast, pay particular attention to some of the questions that I'm going to ask in this particular episode, because like I said, to me, this is probably the most important Thursday I've ever recorded to date. So let's get right into it. Here's how I mean this episode is about you. So I'm going to tell you a little story. You may have seen this recorded out there in the world about Warren Buffett. I'm sure that most of you listening know exactly who Warren Buffett is, uh, on and off one of the most, if not the most, uh, wealthy man in the world, Uh, trades places with a couple of others, Bill Gates and such on, on the top of that list, but nonetheless, somebody that should be absolutely paid attention to and listen to and ask for advice. For that very reason, he was speaking to a room full of students. And in this conversation, somebody had asked Mr. Buffett, what is something that we should all be doing to guarantee our success? And as Warren Buffett would say, like any true great mentor, said, here's what I want you to think about. Go back to the time you graduated high school. Now, for some of you listening, that might be a, somewhere between a year and five years ago. For others, that might be between 20 and 30 years ago, if not longer. But I want you to go back to that time and imagine you're sitting in your final class, that final day of school, and you look around the room as the teacher says, if you could bet on one person in this room, and you would make 10% of all of the earnings they make in their lifetime, who would you bet on? And more importantly, why? So take this second right now and actually contemplate that question. When you think back of the people you were surrounded with in high school and you had to bet on one of them because this is the longevity of your income, who would that be? And what are you using to gauge that? Is it the person who is most outgoing? Is it the valedictorian? 
Is it the person who's the greatest athlete that got a full ride scholarship to USC to play football? Whatever that may be, what is your gauge that you would use to say, this is the person that I'm going to bet on to be, at least in this question, the most financially successful that I would bet on them? What are those traits? What are those characteristics? Now, as you think that through, and maybe a name comes to mind or you can visualize who that person is, and now you're probably thinking, I'm going to go look them up on Facebook and see if I was right. But the next question is, would you have bet on yourself? Would you have said in that room, the person I would most bank on is me? And if you didn't answer it that way right off the bat, why not? So as you're thinking about this very question, I want you to put this aside for just a moment because we're going to come back to it. Now here's what I want you to do, unless you're driving. If you're driving, really probably don't do this one. But if you're anywhere else, right now immediately close your eyes and think in your mind as you scan your mind's eye to everything in the room that's blue. Just think about it now. I have no idea where you are listening, but just think right now in your periphery what's blue. Okay, that should be long enough for you to think about a couple of items. Open your eyes and look around and see how accurate you were. Now, if you missed the dish towel sitting over in the corner or the exercise ball to the left of you, whatever that may be, if you missed a significant amount, if not all of them, then the logical response might be, well, if I knew to look for blue, I would have found it, which leads me to my next thing. What do you pay attention to? If you're not walking into a room every single time you walk into a new room or a new environment, thinking about the items that are blue, should somebody ask, then tell me, what are you paying attention to? What is in your awareness? What are you looking for? I have said a bajillion times, what you focus on, you will become. And you can always find what you're looking for. So why are you looking for that particular thing? So now let's take this a step further. If we're thinking about what we focus on, and if we know that what we focus on, we will become, let's think about how much of our time we spend focusing on what we can control versus how much of our time we focus on what we can't control. That is another way of saying, how much time do you spend worrying? Because worry, by definition, is thinking about something in the future that you have no idea what its outcome will be, but you want to spend time putting your energy there. So if you think about the amount of time you focus on future events that you can't control versus one that's ones that you actually can, here's my next ask. Out of the things that you focus on that you can control, how much of your time do you spend actually controlling them? So here's my next set of questions. Are you overweight at all? Are you in your best health? Meaning from a cardiovascular strength training perspective, are you at your peak? Are you eating exactly what you know you need to eat to put your body at its maximum potential for output? Now, I'm going to guess that you answered no to any one of those categories, if not all of them. No judgment. It's just in my more than 10 years of working with people, that's typically the series of answers. No, 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 and no. 
So then my next question is why? If you know that you could be eating better and you should be eating better, but you choose not to, why is that? Is your focus not on nutrition? Is your focus not sitting with what I put into my body, which is my temple, is going to be in direct proportion to the output, the productivity, the energy that I have? I don't think anybody could argue that, but we don't do that. Same thing when it comes to our health as it relates to vitality and energy around cardiovascular, muscle and strength training. How much of our time are we really devoting to doing that on a daily basis when at the core of us, we know how much this matters. So when you think just about these two categories alone, the amount of exercise you get and the food that you eat, things that we have absolute control over, if you're listening to this podcast, so if you have some kind of a smartphone or a laptop, that already tells me you're in a category that you have the financial ability and wherewithal to control what you eat. And certainly your exercise, you don't need to go to a gym to get good quality exercise. In fact, most physical trainers right now would tell you that your answer is not in a gym anyway. So that said, if we can control these things and we choose not to, why in the world would we spend our time focusing our energy on things we can't control when we won't focus our energy and control the things that we can? It makes absolutely no sense. So I'm going to go back to what is it that you focus on and why? You know, this series that we're in right now, this series of Mondays, this is the next Monday coming up, I interview Jody Flynn, and we talk about what it means to take risks, what it means to really take a leap and believe in yourself. Now, this follows up two Mondays ago where I talked with Snowden McFall about what it means to really, truly stay fired up. Then the following week, I chatted with Stacy Cross on what it means to get out of your comfort zone, really what it means to get out there to not be comfortable, to not live a life that's just okay. So like I said, when you put all of these in a blender and you think about what it means to be fired up, to get out of your comfort zone, to take a chance, to take a risk, what I'm actually asking you to do is to believe in yourself. What is it going to take for you to believe enough in your life that you want to have a life that you're fired up for? that you want to focus on the things that you can control and let go of the things that you cannot. And when I'm saying I want you to believe in you, let's take this back to full circle with this Warren Buffett story. When I said, who would you have bet on in that room to make it? If your name was not right out of your thought process, right out of your mouth, the second I asked that question, then I'm going to go back and ask you that again. Why? Why did you not bet on you at the end of high school? Now, maybe you've had a lot of life lessons. And now if I were asking that question in your life out of everybody that you know, who would you most bet on? And maybe you've switched a lot of things up and now your answer is you. But if it's still not, why not? Why are you not doing and taking action on the things that you know you need to do in order to truly have success. And further, if I were to survey everybody in your periphery, everybody you know in your work life, your family, your friends, everybody, everybody we throw all a bunch of names, however many hundreds there are, everybody that is somehow interwoven or connected in some way, shape, or form, 
how many people, if I asked them that question, would bet on you? And what is it going to take for you and the majority of the people you know to all bet on you? But I'm going to tell you what, if you're not betting on you, odds are no one else is either. So when we think about creating a life that we love, that we're passionate about, that we want to get after, that we're going to chase our dreams, it starts with you believing enough in yourself that you truly bet on you categorically, financially, in happiness, in contribution, showing up as a parent, as a friend, as the best family member that there is, in whatever way that is. Are you showing up in every regard to the best of your absolute ability, which means everything that you can control, you are, you are doing and showing up as the best version of you humanly possible. And those things that you can't control, you're going to let that go because you know, if you do everything right to the best that you can, the rest will take care of itself. That really out of everything I've ever lectured on is the single most important thing for me to get through to you. You have got to believe in you. So the ask for this week is, what is one thing you can do? What is one thing you can do differently right now that you would say, this is the action that a person would take that everybody else would bet on, and I'm going to start doing that. And if I'm going to take those actions, then back that up a step Here's the thought process I need to have consistently every day in order to keep those actions sustainable. What do you need to think like? And if you're going to think a certain way, let's back that up. What are you observant of? What are you paying attention to? So if I were to answer that question, if somebody were to ask me, hey, Michelle, if you were looking at a room full of people and you were to pick the person who was the most successful, what is my gauge for that? my predictability gauge of the person who's going to make it, if you will, by the time this game is all over, I would say the person who most shows up. Because to truly show up means you have got to have awareness, you have got to be present, you have got to be mindful. You have to know what every situation calls for at the right time, in the right way, to the right degree. That's showing up. Showing up for your friends, people that you work with, most importantly, showing up for yourself. So I truly wish for you the greatest gift. If I could give that to every single one of you listening, it's to today, to the nth degree, truly start believing in yourself. There's nothing in the world more important than that. It all starts there. So you can catch my blogs and everything else that I do on every form of social media under the name Inner North Star. I really appreciate you for taking the time to listen to a much longer than normal Thursday chat. I can assure you, you are worth it. So again, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to chatting with you again on the Game Changer Podcast. 